0: Hey everybody, we are back for another episode of Heaving Bosoms, where two friends giggle, snort, and recap their way through a new romance novel, usually each week. This week we're diving into Hate to Want You by Alicia Rye, a second chance romance that absolutely did not disappoint. Oh man! So, Aaron. Hey, Mel. Guess what happened to me this week? Um, did you punch more holes in your skin? No, no, no. Same amount of holes. Yeah, at least not intentionally. I do have this cut on my middle finger that is the biggest bitch. <laughs> um, but it's like right on the knuckle, you know, so oh, it keeps I opening that. every time That's I the hurt. Worst. And there's one on the pad of my thumb. I was very reckless. Yeah. In the past, like seven days, not. And and it doesn't happen to me very often, so I, I don't Did know. you sew something? Did you get in a fight with some sort of origami monster?
1: See, like, paper cuts.
0: <laughs> I didn't. But origami monster sounds hellacious and also adorable.
1: Well, that's why you would get tiny cuts on your hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man, I like how you got made that, like, dark and yet still crafty and cute. <laughs> uh-huh. No, one of them, I was cutting an apple for Ember without getting a cutting board. Because actually, the way that I get most of my injuries is being like, I'm going to take the dumbest, laziest route instead of just getting the cutting board. One time when I was young, I got this huge gaping wound on my elbow because instead of we were bucking hay and instead of opening the car, the truck door to throw away a piece of gum, I decided to hoist myself into the window (laughs) of the truck, throw away the piece of gum. And then on the way back out, I cracked my elbow against the um, aluminum lining outside of like a 1970s truck truck side window Uh uh-huh and so i'm like oh god oh god my stepdad was like you okay and i was like yeah he's like you bleeding And i was like no i'm just stupid (laughs) and then i pull my hand away blood everywhere (laughs) where was
1: the gum where did you need to put the gum outside no 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 in the truck trash it's outside that's where gum goes i don't understand
0: Gum isn't littering. It'll end up at the bottom of my shoe when I go feed the goats. I'm not into that. (laughs) Was
1: this a heavily trafficked area of the farm? Yeah, bro. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) I'm imagining you out like in the middle of like a hay field somewhere. May have
0: been. No, we were, we were now, we were done bucking hay. Sorry. Uh We were putting the hay into the barns. Oh, you said you were, so I thought you were like out. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had (laughs) been. Why are we telling Um, this story? What is the point It may have been a (laughs) wrapper. (laughs) <laughs> oh the point is that i do stupid shit instead of just opening doors like what about hoisting your teenage self into a, the window of a truck is easier than opening the door i don't know melody brain i can totally see it i can see it all right good i mean that's why we're friends yeah, <laughs> i get that okay no but do you know what happened this week to me there's a real thing that I'm happened sorry, week. What? so my friend she got Uh, She's getting married in November. Wait, does the Um, thing that happened
1: to you this week have nothing to do with the cuts on your hand? I I don't understand. You started (laughs) a story about like cutting vegetables (laughs) or something and now you're saying your friend's getting married. You know what? It tracked for me. So did you cut yourself mm -hmm. cutting vegetables? Uh
0: yeah, like you literally definitely started a story about cutting something out forever. <laughs> I was cutting an apple. Yeah, no, I said, do you know what happened to me this week? Uh-huh. Other than
1: the two weird cuts on oh, my oh, so that was just a total red herring. That is just swimming yeah. right away. Okay, all right. So your friend's are getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, yeah. Every time we get we turn on our phones and you say, and we say, what are we going to talk about for banter? And you say, I've got it. <laughs> You never have it. It's always just like slipping through your fingers like sand or water. I don't know. what What's the thing that goes through the fingers? This is why we don't write books. We just read them. Right. Yeah, that's exactly why. But anyway, yeah. yeah, wow. Okay, yes, your friend tracking, getting married. I'm on track now. What's up?
0: Yes. Okay. So I've only ever known her as a couple with her fiancé. And um, we actually, I'm sort of spirit animals with her fiance and she's spirit animals with Michael and yet we all get along really well. So it's really fun. Anyway, um, she got her dress this week, but more than that, I started looking into getting ordained because they asked me to be the officiant at their wedding. Oh my
1: gosh. Ah. You know, I'm ordained, right? No. Yeah, I'm ordained. I forget why I got ordained. I don't know. But let me tell you about my church, (laughs) the Church of Animal Spiritualism. Oh. It's a great church to get ordained from. It costs $20 even. Yeah, And I've never heard from them again. And that's what you want out of an internet ordination, ordainment, ordinarian. That's absolutely
0: what I want. And you're still... Are you only allowed to marry dogs?
1: (laughs) No. How dare you disgrace the Church of Animal Spiritualism? So, how dare you? I don't know. I honestly have no answer to that question. That's why I answered it with how dare you, which is the best way to answer a question when you don't know the answer.
0: Yeah, it immediately puts you on your guard, slash makes you shamefaced. Exactly. I'm shamefaced now.
1: I think I can marry humans. I think I got ordained because I was maybe gonna do a wedding. I don't remember why I did. I
0: don't know. Oh, you got you got fired for no, a wedding. No, I don't. Get, I don't think I got fired. Did they I break think, up? No, they broke up. Did they didn't they? have a wedding? Oh my gosh! Or they didn't. Did, um... did he end up going like on a Mars rover? Is that what happened?
1: <laughs> on a Mars rover?
0: Yeah. I. Oh man,
1: it's Such a shitty way to break up.
0: That'll change your DNA and shit. So. You may not love the same person you loved before. They
1: eloped. I can't even. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I got Oh, that's dance, a happier ending.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that I didn't go there. I think I know the couple this was for, and I think they did not break up. They just did not wed in a traditional fashion. Fair. The, the traditional way would have been me, minister of the church of Annual sp- annual, annual spiritualism. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually more accurate. Animal spiritualism, marrying them—that was the transi- bleh, traditional route. I'm sorry, I cannot talk. I went to well, bed at 11 p.m. I woke uh-huh. up at 1:45 a.m. Yeah, to record at 2 a.m. Right, actually 2:10 because somebody had to make coffee. Don't worry, no. I got was... an hour and 45 minutes of sleep. I didn't make no coffees, but whatever.
0: <laughs> you're also going back to bed. I am now up mm-hmm. for the rest of my life today. So. <laughs> <The rest> of- <laughs> Today, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I had to be nice to a toddler. Sorry, not sorry for making my fucking coffee. <laughs> I'm not. I am not criticizing you for making. I know. The co- I know. I shouldn't have pressed snooze twice. There you go. There you go. That's what happened. I know. I'm a dick, Erin. I'm a dick. That's
1: why I'm calling you out in front of all of our listener.
0: Oh, listener! <laughs> now you know what a jerk face I um. am. You're not a jerk face. Okay. So just to preface this whole thing, I loved this book. (laughs) This is not the best segue ever because I'm a little uncomfortable in trying to do it. Um, This book was exactly what I needed this week. Uh, Not only was it like fucking hot and really, really incredible um, and really emotionally thought out and just fabulous. I had a a real bad week I had like you did I had a a couple of days where I couldn't see my way out of my own hopelessness and it Aaron was really awesome in here for me um and was I or did I start it (laughs) no you didn't you didn't we already we we already had this chat can we now now that we're (laughs) out the other side of the tunnel can we tell them what happened maybe this is our real banter we can cut the rest of this shit (laughs)
1: so hey guys guys. uh melody and i got
0: in a straight up fight during the middle yes we did it was the healthiest fight i've ever fucking seen we always have healthy fights we do we always we do we always have healthy fights yeah yeah that's probably why we're such good friends
1: listen guys during the middle of recording firelight my phone went (laughs) off it buzzed yeah and I didn't know that you had to turn off like a certain setting. I thought it was just volume you turned <laughs> down until your phone stopped buzzing because that's how I've always done it. But then if I turned the phone down all the way, I couldn't hear melody in my headphones. So I thought that was just a necessary evil <laughs> for the podcast that we had to edit out every once in a while. And in fact, it was one of you. It was, it was a Twitter notification from Jacqueline. Jacqueline. She like liked four things in a row, so it was like buzz, <laughs> buzz, buzz. Well, and, buzz. and let's
0: let's preface: we normally don't encounter this because for the most part we record in the middle of the night for Erin, so nobody's getting middle in touch night, with her, and it's night. like not a thing. Yeah. I was already feeling really stressed. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna like find time to edit this week. I don't know right. like how I'm gonna handle my life, and so I was just like, Hey, P.S. It's a setting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just
1: go into your settings. But what had already <laughs> happened is David had to come into this room. This was after work one day. He had to come into this room to deposit all of uh-huh. his weapons. And um, something else happened. Oh, he was playing some music mm-hmm. or something. So you were already at like a nine. <laughs> and then my phone went off. And you were like, you know what, Aaron? It's a setting. It's a setting. <laughs> That's what it is. You go into your phone. It's a setting. You switch it off. And guess what? Your phone doesn't oh, no. make noise. And I was like, Okay. No, do we need to talk about some
0: things? <laughs> and then we then we
1: talked did need to talk about
0: some things. So it was also just like it was also just like me being like, hey, I know that all of my shit right now is just piling up. It's not your phone. It's not you. I just don't know how I'm gonna handle things. And I'm at like I'm at like a I'm at like an eleven, and I don't know like how to do it. So. Go back and listen to Firelight and
1: try to figure out where in the podcast we stopped to have about a 45-minute fight.
0: 45-minute fight. Get out of here. It was a four-minute fight. I edited it. Really? (laughs) Yeah, four minutes. It felt like forever because of my long pauses when I couldn't get my thoughts together. Because
1: I felt like it was, I was said 45 minutes, but I felt in reality it was at least 20. (laughs) It was a four-minute fight. Four-minute fight. Man cuz when we were done recording and it was like 2 hours I was like well at least you know it's at least an no. hour and a half because you <laughs> No. Was, hilariously. That's going to be I, like It felt it felt so yeah, long. Yeah. It felt mm-hmm. so long. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. and then then we had to pick up the we were like what do we do? Do we record the end of the podcast <laughs> or What are we going to do? We do. And we're like okay, so um <sighs> So uh I guess fire girl and the demon monster <laughs> got
0: smooch in the place. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, we had then had a, a later follow-up talk because Erin's yeah. been like sending me really awesome things and like look at what this person said and like la la la. And my responses have been like, that's awesome. Okay. Period. Excellent. So no, it's
1: like it's okay. With a period, which is the worst response you can give to a person. So I'm, like, screenshotting all of you guys' reviews and emails and stuff, and I'm sending them over to Mel to make her feel better because she's having a sad week. And she's just going, okay, period. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we're not friends anymore. Like, what's going to happen to the podcast? What's going to – I'm like, one of two things is happening. Either Melanie and I are no longer friends – or she's just kind of sad this week, but I was certain it was the first one, as I am, because I'm a narcissist, yeah. and I was just like, I have caused this. <laughs> she is in a deep depression. We'll never speak again. <laughs> and then I called her. I said, how are you doing? And you were like, I'm doing fine. I'm just existing this week or something. And then I called you. Oh, my you, God, I'm so fucking dramatic. And you screened me, and you were like, I'm watching a show right <laughs> now.
0: And I was like, that's not <laughs> That's not an excuse shows pause I couldn't, friends don't I know I couldn't do it I couldn't I know you couldn't it. do it I know and um, I, know, I know that yeah so then we we had a chat a little bit later and she was like I was certain that I did this to you and I was like no it's not it's not you at all I I'm having a hard time looking at Ember and remembering like how I can I can look at him and I can intellectually know how awesome and and wonderful and how much I love him and how much his snuggles like give me life. But even if I'm laughing at something he's doing or something, I, I just sort of want to cry. And I, um, I'm in touch with a, a few therapists to like get back on the horn. I let that slip for way too long. Um, but this book was pretty much everything I needed because Livy, the, um, the heroine, has some depressive issues that she like talks herself through throughout it, and I, I did a tweet about it. But every single time, Livy like did a coping mechanism and told herself that she deserves compassion. I was just like, I deserve compassion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not. <laughs> um. So hopefully, I'll get a handle on things uh, soon. <laughs> And until then, oh, man. we're going to do a comedy podcast about our favorite romance uh-huh. novels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, guys, we're not going to break up, guys. No, it's be okay. uh,
0: no, because because um, then the next day I was feeling way better, and I immediately started editing, and I I got through like a metric fuck ton of it. I went through, and I just I just um, immediately edited all the negative parts out so that I could just make the transitions in between mm-hmm. while I was doing the major edit, and. Uh, I fucking love this thing, and I love you, and I love our reviews. I love you too. All right, so. Okay. We're not breaking up. We're (laughs) not at all. We're not going to break up. We are currently going to jump into Hate to Want You by Alicia Rye. Uh, I have already read the second book in the series and pre-ordered the third, so don't worry, everybody. (laughs) I'm all about it. I'm in love.
1: I have a confession to make. What? I didn't like it that much. (gasps) Whoa. I'm sorry.
0: Like I recognized
1: that it was good. I just wasn't that like it just didn't grab me. I don't know why. I don't know if it's anybody's fault. Like it's a good book. Yeah. It was sexy. It was good. I don't know if it's like the week out, you know, like just how I read it or you know, like just the mood I was in. I have Mm -hmm. no idea. But it just – and what I think it is – I was talking to my hairdresser about this today. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think what it was is there wasn't a lot of, like, action in it. There was a lot of, like, feelings but not a lot of, like, doing. It was over the course of, like, a lot of ebbs and flows of feelings and relationships of things mm-hmm. that happened in the past. Yeah. But nothing was really happening now, you know? Yeah. I think that was part of it. I think the other part of it is that they weren't funny. And it's not like they tried to be super funny and then they weren't. It just it's just wasn't like a funny book. It was more of a, like, emotional book. And mm-hmm. these characters are well fleshed out, well written, good. And they have a little bit of banter, but not like that, like, snippety, snappity, like, there were no, like, there were zero hijinks in this book. No hijinks <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I'm a sucker for that.
0: Yeah, totally. So... I don't know I I there were a couple of things that I really liked like in the first scene he goes to visit her to tattoo parlor and mm-hmm. um, she's like you can't stay unless you tattoo me and he's like all right mm-hmm. fine and like calls her bluff but then yeah. and she's like shut the front door Nicholas behind you on your way out and I was like oh that's a really cute turn of phrase because most people use that as like shut the fuck up. Oh, there were things I liked. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I liked a
1: lot of things in this book. I just I don't think I liked it as much as you. It didn't sure. speak
0: to your soul like it did to me
1: this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it, didn't, it didn't crawl inside my soul. And I, it, it makes me. I'm reluctant to say that because I feel like a lot of our listeners, in this book really crawled inside their soul. Like we got a lot of a lot
0: of requests for this one. So yeah. And, I mean, but that's fine, because don't worry, I'm here to represent them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've got Livvy, Livvy Kane, and Nicholas Chandler. All right, so we open up. Nicholas is in the the parking lot of a tattoo parlor, and he is lurking. He's, like, trying to Mm. figure out whether or not he's going to go inside. And it's in his hometown, because he heard a rumor that his... Uh, like lost love, like ex girlfriend. I guess like, ex
1: girlfriend, but like kind of like. But that's current. not. It doesn't
0: do it. Yeah,
1: it doesn't. Well, do anyway, it. she's back in town. This woman back who he has town. a very complicated relationship with is now back in and town. She's, he can. She's
0: been away for ten years. She's been
1: all over the country for ten years. He can see her through the window, and she's wearing like leather pants and like a red leather Boosty. like corset situation and she's like putting up her hair and flipping around and like taking it down and he's into it
0: oh man and
1: then all of a sudden he gives a text that's just like are you gonna like come inside or are you just gonna keep like lurking out there I and know staring at me it's it's great
0: yeah. A great she goes, opener. She goes, because if you're going to want to, if you want a tattoo, you're going to have to come inside. And and I love what I think, one of the things I loved about this whole thing is just like, you can watch them be like, this is bad for me as I take my keys out of my car. I shouldn't do uh-huh. this as I walk up the steps. What the fuck <laughs> am I doing as I open the door? like, Yeah. They it's have really great, good. Like
1: inner monologue thoughts mm-hmm. in italics the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's not first person from their perspectives. It's third person from their perspectives, but there's a lot of first person. thinking in italics which is nice
0: yeah and so uh he likens her to his addiction to sugar and Mm -hmm. uh that is something i can completely (laughs) uh, identify with although Mm -hmm. i just give in to my addiction to sugar he apparently does not Mm -hmm. and she so she's like tattooed she's got tattoos all over she's got this new vine tattoo from when the last time they saw each other and he's never actually seen all of her tattoos because they always um, they always fuck in the dark.
1: So here's this thing. So they broke up 10 years ago. Yeah. He broke up with her. She left town, is all over the place now, like basically living out of her car slash hotel rooms, just like wherever she's at. And she texts him every year on her birthday coordinates of where she's at. And he who's super rich he flies to wherever she's at and they just like bang it out in a dark hotel room do not say a thing and the deal is one night once a year nobody has to know and you have to be single and they have yeah. to be single. So that's what's been going on for the last 10 years, except for last year, she didn't text him on her birthday. And now she's just shown up in town, like she's moved back to town. Yeah. What? And he's like,
0: I don't think I can handle my life if you're in this close proximity. So I need to figure out whether she's staying mm-hmm. or if she's visiting. And that's why she's there. Right. So- um should we just do backstory real quick? Get it out of the way at, at the the top. Sure. You get this um, as as you read. You get little little snippets here and there of backstory, and um, it's it really actually comes out in a super beautiful, complex way through dialogue, through you know memories, all this stuff. It's so good. But um, their families go way back. Her uh, grandfather was a Japanese American who was actually in an internment camp in World War II, and he his family left a bunch of their oh, as many possessions as they could with their best friend family, the the Chandlers. Mm-hmm. So, her grandpa Sam and his grandpa John, after he got out of the internment camp, they both moved to New York. They settled in this place that had barely any people. They basically built the town and they started a grocery store that then turned into a chain together. Mm-hmm. And her grandfather was really like the brains behind the business. Well, I think he already had a grocery store. So the Okas, yeah, the Oka family did before that. And they had to let, leave everything they had with to the tailors when they shit. went to the
1: internment camp. So
0: and so like the grocery store closed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so he knew about all right. of that and then John was like, you know, the like personality behind everything. And and they they were best friends until Sam died. So then the next generation, the kids, most of them were working at the grocery store and and doing all the things. Um, but her dad and his mom mm-hmm. ended up being mm-hmm. in this crazy car accident together in the middle of this snowy night. And they were supposed to be in two separate places doing two separate things, and yet somehow died on this road mm-hmm. together. This leads this to this crazy chain of events where his father decides that he's going to use this as an opportunity to fuck everyone over. and um, He blames their family for killing his wife because it was
1: their family's son at the yeah. wheel. And also there's a lot of rumors that they mm-hmm. were having an affair. So There's a lot of jealousy and weirdness. I've got that, some so, theories and I can't yeah. wait
0: to see if I'm proved right or wrong when the third book comes out. <laughs> uh right now it's march 25th so the third book is pro Mm -hmm. is coming out in two days and i will be immediately reading it um okay (laughs) so all right so they basically so his dad
1: buys buys the grocery store out from under the grieving widow of who is her
0: mom like not not fair not a good not a good look um, for Brendan Chandler, right. but he just ends up being a total garbage human throughout. So, yeah, he's awful.
1: So now the families just do not speak to each other because, like the the Chandlers are mad at the Canes because the the Canes killed the Nick's mom, and the Canes are mad at the Chandlers because they bankrupted them and bought them yeah. out of everything somehow, like in an underhanded way that we never really
0: quite. Yeah, it doesn't. Figure out. It doesn't really matter. Um, he he took advantage of her. Of her mental state, and uh, paid her way too little, and yeah. and as a result, her son was was uh, her son Paul was looking forward to like taking over and being the next generation of CEO, mm-hmm. um, but he gets cut out, and then the flagship store mysteriously burns down, and all the craziness happens. So like, there's even more bad blood. Mm-hmm. It's this crazy feud. Yeah, and Livy's other brother is accused of that.
1: I, I actually had to make a diagram of these two families because I got confused a little bit. Like, there's a lot of great side characters in this book. I might venture too many side characters in this mm. book because, like, I I had a lot of trouble being like, and that, that person is which one of the, like, it took me about two-thirds through the book to get, her brothers straight of like which one was accused of burning down the store and which one had died and which one was the twin and which one was the yeah. older one. But that's that's not the author's fault. I'm just saying there's a lot of side characters who might need to take notes.
0: It sets up the other two it books. It does. Though. Yeah. And I, I read it like earlier in the week, sort of at my leisure. So I didn't run into any of those problems mm-hmm. at all. Um, And
1: I kind of had to read it on the fly on my iPhone whenever I had mm-hmm. a spare 10 minutes, which.
0: Yeah. So it, it which will. will do that. So, um, there's been a, a ton of bad blood through the family and um as a result then then Brendan does something. His dad does something that causes him to break up with Livy. So they
1: were childhood sweethearts and then they dated up until like yeah. early adulthood and then like lost their virginities to each other and everything, and then um he yes. dumped her because of this. And then since then has been their one night a year sexy time hotel rendezvous yeah
0: yeah so um all right they're currently at the tattoo parlor because he's like i need to figure out if she's staying or going or why she's here why and she's if i here. Can. and i can, yeah if i can like figure out my life and get get back on get back on track and become the robot i always am until she texts me and i show up in her town and and I live my wildest dreams between her legs. <laughs> and they're, like, uh, incompatible. So, you know, like, she's,
1: like, I feel like we've laid this out, but she's, like, sexy tattoo artist, like, li- nomad sort of person. And he's, he like... He describes
0: her as, like, a sexy punk fairy. <laughs> right. Oh, Oh, and I love this. He's, like, if I were a whimsical man, which I am not. I am not. And he's, like, straight-laced, <laughs> suits...
1: Heir to the CEO of the grocery store situation, yeah. only eats chicken and vegetables, has conquered mm-hmm. his sugar addiction, is in bed by eleven every night, gets exactly five hours of sleep. That's who he Works is. Works out
0: every day. Yes. Like that is that guy. Yeah. Um so but they the sexual tension in the first two chapters, slash when Whenever they're around each other, it's just like, cannot even handle my life. Yeah. It's the sexy so times good. in this book are real good. So, um, they like want each other and mm-hmm. from his perspective, uh, chapter one is from his perspective. Chapter two is from her perspective, same scene. So you get like both of them. He's just like, I never care what she's wearing. She always wears the most outlandish outfits. I never care what she's wearing. Cause no matter what it is, I just want to rip it off of her. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Aaron, oh. can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you
1: always smell like vanilla? No. In fact, I hate vanilla.
0: Me too. I hate the smell of
1: vanilla. I hate it. Same here. You know what? It reminds me of that like Bath and Body Works vanilla
0: that everyone wore in 2003. And Mm -hmm. it's just, if I smell- It gives me the same reaction as walking past a Hollister. I will go (laughs) out of my way. I will hold my breath the 10 feet before and after- I pass a Hollister. I have mm-hmm. the same reaction to most vanilla scents. I would rather the
1: person next to me on an airplane be cloaked in like Chanel Number no. 5 or like one of mm. those like red door or whatever, you know, like those like yeah, old yeah, like yeah, perfumes yeah, yeah. that just make you gag a cloud of it. I would mm. rather that than a single spritz of vanilla like Bed Bath & Beyond.
0: Yeah, after reading romance novels, though, I'm like, maybe I need to just start bathing in vanilla. Oh my God. Is that what makes ladies sexy? We really will break up if you start Cause wearing vanilla. Because I'll Because, like, I cannot,
1: I can't <laughs> deal with it. Did I tell you what happened to me mm-hmm. at Ulta two weeks ago?
0: No. Tell me everything. Oh, my God.
1: I went into Ulta on my lunch hour to get yeah. a makeup item, and I was standing next to, so the makeup item that I needed was next to like a display of all of those little uh, rollerballs uh, perfumes. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Like the yeah. little like flute with a rollerball on the end of it? Yeah. So there was like a large tower of those.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I asked one of the ladies that works at Ulta, and I'm sorry, listener, if you work at Ulta, but I feel like the worst people in the world work at Ulta. Do you feel like this?
0: <laughs> Do you I have I've never been there? in one.
1: Oh, gosh. It's just – I don't know. It's just a, like a big makeup store and it's just – it's chaos in there all the time. It's always just like like level 10 chaos going on, bedlam. And so I'm like, hey, do you guys have the thing that is the makeup thing that I want? I'm on my lunch hour and I'm in a big hurry and I'm in combat uniform, okay? Oh, yeah. And so she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she like starts rummaging in the back of the the thing, the thing – And she knocks over this whole perfume thing, like, onto me. All of these things go onto the floor, explode every perfume in Ulta (laughs) all over me, like, soaks into my, and I'm wearing, like, leather suede boots, soaks into my leather suede boots, all over my pants, like, just every smell they have is just seeped into (laughs) the fibers of my uniform. And I was like... Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And she's like, oh wow, there's glass everywhere. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, could you just like stand here and like divert people around? And I was like, yeah, but like also I like really am on my lunch hour and like need to get back (laughs) because I have an appointment at 1300. And she's like, okay, well, I'll be right back with that broom. And she just doesn't for like, 20 minutes oh. i realized my time frames are yeah, off. Time so maybe it was four race. minutes i don't know <laughs> but like i just stood there for so long just like dripping in perfumes while people were like what happened what's going on can i go here oh i'm like gosh. i don't work here like i'm in a
0: combat uniform like i'm not an ulta employee it was awful so you went and back to your your Platoon smelling like a rainbow unicorn of frenzy. My platoon. I don't know, man. Oh. You're so sweet.
1: <laughs> but no, yeah, and well, my boots are never gonna smell not like no. that. So I'm always like, in every perfume together <clears throat> is not a great smell. It's not. But I would
0: rather smell like that <laughs> than smell like vanilla. All of those end. things are on there, and the b- moral of the story is: all you can smell is vanilla. <laughs> because that's included
1: i feel like like romance novel heroines smell like vanilla jasmine Uh uh-huh often jasmine yeah i i like that a bit more and like the men always smell like cinnamon a lot of
0: cinnamon Uh uh-huh a lot of bourbon oh yeah lots of bourbon a lot of like wood fire cedar Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah a little bit of earthiness up in there Although mm-hmm, you know I, what I haven't seen the word musk in a romance novel in a while and I can't say I'm sad about it.
1: <laughs> oh no no wait you are a liar because oh, we no. just read one that had muskiness. Did
0: it. I Ugh, did Oh I? man oh, I'm a-
1: Are you going to search under, your Kindle? Yeah you are. yeah you keep you keep on OK, because I, I honestly I just read Musk and I was like, Ooh. I know, <laughs> I don't remember what book it was.
0: OK, so sorry. We have to get back on track. All right. yeah, You keep going. I'll search for uh, Musk. So they super right. want each other. Um, she she knows that he doesn't want to want her and that he hates himself for it. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. she hates that she can't control his feel, her feelings for him. And he mentions her tattoo sleeve. he goes to like raise his arm, but doesn't quite touch her, and everybody is uh, tense yeah. and um and she said that she got it a few months ago, and this is in her inner monologue. she does not share him with, share it with him um and it says because a clinging vine, the color of her eyes served as a good reminder of what she didn't ever want to be. I just can't even um okay, so. And the scene where she talks about all of her tattoos finally is like one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. But I'm skipping ahead of scene myself. of the book? Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Okay. So we find out that they always have sex with the lights off, uh, partially because she doesn't want him to see all of her tattoos because they're so meaningful to her. And um, she's back in town because her mom broke her hip and she's helping out, at least as best she can. We find out later that her mom is like distant and kind of a dick. um and they can't stop thinking about fucking while she draws this uh this punk or this this topless fairy on his arm. Because she's like, Right. If we're gonna talk, you have to get a tattoo. And he calls her bluff and she's like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. So she just draws on him with a Sharpie. And he looks, like, relaxed and relieved at at her touch. He just sort of closes his eyes and sits back, and he's just, like, in his happy place at the moment.
1: Can we talk about, though, like, when she's, like, listen, you have to get a tattoo, and he's, like, fine, and he, like, loosens his tie. Oh, girl. And she, like, loses her shit. Mm -hmm. She's, like, I can't watch him loosen his tie. I can't do that. And I understand I understand. Loosening a tie is... Yeah, and then he un—he done does his tie, unties his tie, and then he rolls he it folds around the his tie oh. around his hand, and she's like, oh. and then she he unbuttons the his, oh. his cuffs and rolls up that like I was I was there for that oh, that little completely.
0: part completely, and meanwhile she's like that's one of the most erotic things I've ever seen, partially because that's one of the only things I see during our interludes right. together once a year. He this is in, how it takes always off starts. That tie. Oh. Yep. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> May I, can we talk about musks real fast? Let's talk about
0: musks.
1: (laughs) The the time where I cringed was in Firelight because there was, when he went and saw the uh, red-headed werewolf, there was the tangy musk of sex in the air. Oh, yeah. He just had sex with that prostitute, and I was like, ooh. (laughs) But the Duchess deal did, Ashbury did have a musk. Oh. And, um, uh, where is it beard science did mention elon musk which
0: <laughs> That's i'm gonna count
1: <laughs> anyway all right all right we're we're back on track all right well i stand fairy, corrected topless fairy i am tattoo.
0: super glad that you did that that deep dive just now i'm all about it okay elon musk <laughs> you're counting it um all right okay so then after she does the whole thing, they, they talk sort of, it's like really stilted and and neither of them really knows what's going on. <sighs> so then she's got her back to him against this table, reorganizing Whoa. her, um, her tools she's and like, she's re- like, organizing tools. Yeah. Doing it. And she's like, listen, I'm only here temporarily. I'm here to help my mom. Like you can just go back to your peaceful life. And then she feels him get up off the chair and come right up behind her <sighs> Just like right up one on her arm booty on either side of her, uh-huh. he like spins holds on her around corner. so Ugh. that she's facing him, and he's like, "You think I can have any peace while you're in town? Like I can never stop thinking about you. All the shit. Ugh." And so she gives him this half truth where she's like, "Oh, oh," and then he goes, "He goes, you never, you didn't text me this year." Mm-hmm. and
1: yeah, he's he's real salty about that one i don't
0: fucking blame him they they had no, i don't either. a standing agreement and it was a nice one mm-hmm. so she gives him this half tr- half truth where she's like i i think 10 years should have been enough time to get each other out of our systems and like we should be done and she he goes um are you f- do you feel like i'm out of your system Cause Uh I don't feel like you're out of mine. And then he's like entranced by her. He's touching her hip and then she touches him and like the trance is broken. And he's like, wow, like he jumps back and he's like, we can't do this. You can't do this. Why am I here? What's happening? And then he's like, I'm seeing someone because that's sort of the silver bullet to anything that could happen between them but he's not it's a fake it's girlfriend. It's a fake girlfriend cuz he's a coward. He is a bit of a coward. Um and yeah. that is okay with me because he turns it around, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. So then She's devastated by that. Oh, completely. She's just gutted. And mm-hmm. she's like she basically throws him out and uh, he leaves with his tail between his legs. Um, mm-hmm. She she gives him this final barb as he leaves. Because she's like, somebody's going to see you in the parking lot. And you don't want to be seen with the daughter of the man who's responsible for your mother's death. And the reader is mm-hmm. like, what? What? What did he do? What happened? Oh, my God. What's going on? What's the intrigue? <laughs> but we already spoiled it for we you, you He was
1: just driving the car that she was in. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah. yeah it's okay. kind of necessary we we can't just like we needed to
0: yeah we need to spoil it otherwise there's no way to do it okay yeah so and i'm hoping everybody reads the book anyway or has already read the book this was such a uh requested episode mm-hmm. that i feel like a, a metric fuck ton of people are coming into this having already read the book so it's okay all right yeah so nicholas is in a meeting with his grandfather his dad and his sister and he cannot stop feeling terrible about making up this imaginary girlfriend because he actually saw hurt in her in her eyes for the first time in like years Mm -hmm. and uh, he doesn't know what to do with himself we find out that he's of course been with other people but he always it's never been anything serious and he always manages to be single for her birthday (laughs) right right and um after the meeting, um, so his dad and grandpa don't get along at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's because his dad is like a total monster. Completely. That's why his
1: dad and his grandfather don't get along. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone getting along with this man. Uh-uh.
0: He's horrible. He's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So after the meeting, um, Eve, his little sister is like, I guess trying to win like brownie points slash protect the family because she tells everybody that Livy's home. Well, she tells her Mm -hmm. brother and her dad. And her dad immediately throws her out and is like, then looks at Nick and he's like, you can't see her. We have to get rid of her. Let's get her fired. Let's ruin her life unless she skips town because that's his go-to. Get her
1: fired from
0: the tattoo parlor. Okay.
1: Like, what? Who even cares, man? Yeah. She's the daughter of the guy who was driving the car that killed your wife. Like, that is not He's that, that big of a deal. She's got a part-time job at a tattoo parlor. Like, just let her live, man. Right? Like, just let her be. I know. Anyway, I know. Just, and what like, a terrible man.
0: And like, stop acting like you're you're so maniacal and mm-hmm. and like such a cr- like a mastermind, mm-hmm. Brendan. Mm-hmm. Get over yourself. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> And so then Nicholas, being the dutiful son that he is, deletes the text that she sent him because um, that way he won't have her number. But then he thinks to himself, it's always saved in the cloud. <laughs> it's in the cloud. <laughs> he, can't, he can't delete her forever. He will okay. be in the cloud. She's doing the same
1: thing. Meanwhile, oh, yeah. she's deleting the text. Well, no, too. she's
0: obsessing over the texts. Yeah. Right.
1: But she also eventually deletes it, right? And she's like, it's OK. I remember his number. His number hasn't changed in the last 10 years, even though mine changes all the time. Completely. Completely. Yeah.
0: So then Livy's at home with her super distant mom and Aunt Miley. Okay, so also quick family background on Livy because it spoke to my soul. See, I just, it's so complicated. All right. Spoke to my soul. First of all, I don't think that um, Japanese internment camps get enough remembrance in general. So the fact that this romance novel includes it is just incredible. But um, her... So her mom is Japanese and then her dad, it, her dad's mm. family is Hawaiian. And so there were, there was, it was very subtle, but um, in this one and the next one, there's a lot of callbacks to like, you know, Hawaiian names and Hawaiian culture that really made me happy. Cause I miss, I miss home and that's uh, fine. So, and then her oldest brother, Paul, who was set to take over the, um, the grocery store empire and had been really, really bitter throughout his whole life because he didn't get to do that. Like, it was stolen from him. Um, He married her best friend, but then last year he died in a hiking accident. And that's one of the reasons that Livy ended up not texting. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Erin.
1: Can I tell you that I read this book so piecemeal that I didn't catch how Paul died? And I thought... (laughs) Oh, Erin, why sorry. do you keep doing this? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and I thought it was a big mystery the whole time, and I thought, I thought we were at the end, and no. I No. Like, are we not going to find out how Paul died? And, like, we got to the end, and I was like, okay, I guess we got to wait for the other books to figure out how Paul died. I'm sorry, I'm the worst reader in the history of time. I don't know how we're holding down. Apparently, this I don't know why people are still listening, and by people, I mean person. Hey, listener. I oh hope you're my still god!
0: Out there. Hi, listener. Anyway, we love you, and we appreciate so you because happy of to these know shenanigans. You got in a hiking
1: accident. Like that was
0: a big reveal for me just now. Yeah, bruh don't worry if you read book Mm -hmm. two you'll find out all about it because um book two includes his widow (laughs) she's the best so um all right so paul is dead jackson is jackson is her twin brother and um he's been away since he was accused of burning down the grocery store and like arrested and his name was drugged through the mud and it was horrible and then her mom she thinks suffers from depression but she doesn't know whether or not she ever got it treated and now she's just been like her mom has been stewing in this this guilt of having her children away for the past 10 years and it's like she's not she's not very forthcoming in her uh emotional displays (laughs) let's let's say yeah so understatement Yeah, and so she's so starved for her mother's attention that she's actually, like, hoping that she'll make some sort of jibe about being a tattoo artist or tell her that she's fat or, Mm -hmm. like, do something.
1: (laughs) It's better than just her sitting there.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, so she's like, I'll make dinner, right? That's this one, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: my God. She says, I'll make dinner. I can make marinara sauce because she feels guilty for having ordered
0: pizza the last couple nights, right. last night. And she's been noticing and that her mom has just been picking at whatever she makes yeah. her orders. And Miley's uh, like, well, yeah, make spaghetti, but maybe not with, with marinara because of your mom's allergy. This bitch didn't tell her the whole time she was allergic to tomatoes. And she's been making yeah. everything that like tomato-based.
1: Yeah. And she's like, Yeah, I'm allergic to nightshades now. And she's like, When did this happen? And she's like, Oh, during the last ten years where you haven't been home. Terrible daughter. And she's like, Okay, uh, any other allergies I should know about? And she's like, Dairy. I like, Jesus. <laughs> <It's> so bad. <laughs> so feel she's she feels kinda
0: terrible. Yeah. She feels awful. Yeah. So then Paul's widow and her best friend Sadia comes over with her their her son. He's about six, and there's some really great BFF banter. She's like, mm-hmm. "Do I need to stab stab Nicholas? Do I need to maim him? Can I trip him? Like, if he hurts you again, I'm coming after him." And it's really cute. Um, but then Miley is like, "Well, Sadia's is going to bartend at the bar tonight. You should go with her and get out of the house." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Livy's like, you know what? That sounds healthier than rereading the text I sent to Nicholas over and over again right. and obsessing. <laughs> and the last line in the chapter was, is she was going to be healthy even if it killed her. And right. boy, howdy, have I been there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think we both have. Yeah, man. So relatable. So we are at the bar for the next two chapter. Well, yeah, we're at the bar. And um, we find Where out Sadia that Sadia works. is bisexual. Woot, woot. Bring bisexuals <laughs> out of the corners. Am I, am I right? Um, and Livy tells her that uh, that she should have as many affairs as she wants. Now that she's oh, a widow and, like, working through her grief and doing all the things, she's, like, totally supportive of her getting back out there, which I really appreciated on a BFF level and on a sister-in-law level, you know? hmm So... All of a sudden, they see a girl in, like, a spy getup. She's got a scarf. She's got sunglasses inside. She's got a trench coat. It's hilarious. It's the whole thing is full Anastasia Beaverhausen. <laughs> yes! It's the whole thing. And she realizes that it's Nicholas' younger sister, Eve Evangeline. hmm And so she's like, fuck, you know, I'm not, I'm not going over there. But then this fucking bro starts getting aggro at eve about like wanting to sit with her and buy her a drink and all the things and so livy's like you know what i'm gonna go save a sister and uh, she goes and sits down they have this devastating and forthright conversation horrible where eve says like yeah i followed you and i want to offer you money to stay away from nicholas i loved this because livy was like okay i want a billion dollars Okay, no, I want a million yeah. dollars. And Eve was like, "No, I'm yeah. being serious." And Livvy's like, "Okay, she's how like, much is your brother worth to you?" Right. I loved yeah. that. She was like, "I can't put she's, a price she's on like, your well, brother." Can't put a Can price on you? That? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Just put mm-hmm. her right in her place in the most like emotionally gut wrenching way. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. like stick the knife in there and then twist it, Livy. Yeah. Um, and she then finds she, out about the rumors mm-hmm. that her mom and his nope her dad and his mom were having an affair um yeah her dad and his mom no her mom and his dad her, her no, dad her mom is dead is alive her mom is the worst her mom oh
1: when you said her i thought you meant eve there's two ladies
0: here oh there's her <laughs> Yes, yeah, the two ladies <laughs> her sorry mom about and her that dad. oh god oh. we gotta get the chert out you guys Oh, and we I mean, we find out that like Livy looked at Eve as a little sister all throughout her life. And so this is particularly heartbreaking because I don't know. Underneath it all, Eve is like mostly mad that she abandoned her to Mm -hmm. all of the grief and all of the men Mm -hmm. um, and all and her awful, emotionally abusive father. Yeah. And then she's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So she goes to leave. But she's like staggering because she doesn't drink very much because she's like a buttoned up good girl. Uh huh. And Livy drives her home and tucks her in, and then we but find she out she throws later. up
1: right in the parking lot. Oh yeah, or somewhere. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She's not. She's not doing well. Even it's though not she's great. only had like two very strong martinis, she's yeah. not doing okay.
0: Yeah. So she put takes her home and tucks her in, and then we switch over to Nicholas's perspective. <sighs> Holy, oh my god! I <laughs> love a hot <laughs> masturbation scene. I yeah. love it. We have um, not
1: had a good master like a, a masturbation scene this good since the Duchess War.
0: Since and yeah, it has been a long time since we've had the Duchess and War. And we've had other very competent, uh oh, yeah. masturbation scenes. Yeah, but this one, nothing this good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so just read it, y'all, or reread it. Get treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> reread this masturbation uh-huh. scene. Um. And then he gets a call from Eve. She is butt dialing him. And he mm-hmm. hears Livvy's voice in the background. And he immediately books it over to Eve's house because he cannot handle his life. <laughs> so Livvy's talking to Eve. And there's this great section about like being proud of your accomplishments. Because Eve's always trying to downplay how good she is at things. Mm-hmm. And my favorite line in that, there's a lot of like really really blatant feminist awesome in this book but one of my favorite ones self-esteem stuff too yes yes something i've been struggling with of late and so um the the, livy's inner monologue says um the world is unkind to women it was devastating to women who didn't believe in themselves and Mm -hmm. it's so good so the nicholas shows up and he like fully big brothers out Livy finally drags him away, and outside, he finds out that she doesn't have a car with him with her because um, she drove Eve's car home, and so he decides that he needs to drive her home because it's like you know she'll never get a, a cab, right? And well, she she pulls up Uber
1: and finds she's like I'll oh, Uber, and then it's like an hour and a half to get in. Yeah, and she's like I won't.
0: Uber. I will not
1: Uber. <laughs> I will <wait> for Sadia <laughs> to get off work, I guess.
0: Yeah. So she makes a crack about how his girlfriend probably wouldn't like him rushing over to see his sister. He admits the girlfriend is fake. She's like, you know, you could have just told me that you're not interested. Um, And she brings up the fact that, you know, men respect other men's territory more than they respect Mm -hmm. a woman saying no. So good. So true. And, um, and he's like, what? You think I said that because I'm not interested? No. I said that because I had to come up with a it says I had to come up with some fucking way to stop myself from spinning you around and bending you over the table. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I swooned. I don't know about you. Yeah. Swooned. It was good. Um and then he goes, "I know you're not good for me, but I can't stop wanting you." And that immediately calls to all of her like self-esteem and and relationship issues. And so Then he admits that he waited and waited for her text on her birthday. And he hasn't moved on. And all he wants to do is get her somewhere dark and with a bed or not with a bed. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And then he finds, he realizes he forgot his phone. So he has to go back inside. And Livy makes a, <sighs> she shoots straight from the hip, makes a last uh-huh. minute decision and texts him her current coordinates. Uh-huh. <gasps> and it is on. It's it on. is on. They're going to the seedy motel on the oh. outskirts
1: of town. That's right. When they were teenagers and teenagers. Had nowhere to bone,
0: uh huh, and it was less seedy uh, then, but more seedy yeah. now.
1: <laughs> uh. I'm glad they never turned on the lights in this hotel room. By the way, I was oh, like, God. I don't know if I'm down for a seedy hotel room, and then I was, mm-hmm. and it was fine. Oh, man. but I'm I'm also glad that we didn't smell any of those smells. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't see the bed bugs. Literally scurry. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, yeah, and it is this sexy, Aaron. It was good. Oh it was really good god it starts okay so first of all this whole thing plays to all of my consent is sexy issue like Mm -hmm. uh ideas this Mm -hmm. whole thing is him being like tell me what you want and in this one um she says she goes he says tell me how you want it and she goes, hard, use me, make me uh-huh. feel it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Whew, fanning oh. myself.
1: <laughs> and but then, what I like, um, too, is once they get into this room, first mm-hmm. she pushes him up against oh, yeah. the door. And she's, like, on it. And then he pushes. They they are just, like, back and forth, back and forth,
0: back and forth. It's Completely. so good. Completely. Um, and, I mean, all of it is just, like, extra dirty nonsense, mm-hmm. including but not limited to uh spanking mm-hmm. what else he, she's also wearing she like goes, a sexy
1: schoolgirl outfit for this situation yeah. so he gets to just like flip up her plaid skirt to do uh-huh. that spanking
0: oh yeah um, there's like spanking and then like kissing her ass and then spanking mm-hmm. the spot he just kissed like good. a bunch of that yeah he goes and sits down on the floor and tells her to walk straight up to his face uh-huh. he tells her to part her lips And start touching herself. Uh And then she goes to tease him being able to taste it. And then licks her fingers Uh completely. Like, oh, boy. Yep. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Guys, read it. It's Mm -hmm. excellent. It's excellent work. It's it's, uh, (laughs) It's masterful. Excellent work. Really. It really is. Alicia Rye uh, really knocked this one out of the park. Mm -hmm. So
1: afterwards. I have to say
0: one thing. I think yeah. it was the sex
1: scene. Spoiler alert, they do it again. Um, what? So, yeah. I think it was this one. So the, the way that they end up doing it is like she's bent over the bed, face in the comforter. And then mm-hmm. before he enters her, do you remember what he said? Do you remember?
0: The, oh, wait. Wait, no. I, oh, yep. He says, brace yourself. Brace <laughs> yourself. And you know what? <laughs> oh, my God.
1: I, every part of me that, like, mm-hmm. every part of my soul that I lost when I read Fifty Shades Freed and Christian Gray said, Feel it, baby. Uh huh. And showed his penis to his wife and said, You like? <laughs> I did, got. Did you come back alive? Yeah, I got that part of my soul back when oh. this sexy, sexy man said, Brace yourself oh Um, my
0: god yeah no this this book is positively rejuvenating
1: if that's a word it's rejuvenating that's a better honestly when christian's gray said feel it baby there was a part of me that died (laughs) and that part of me is is alive again
0: it's so nice to see you again thank you Uh, yeah feel it baby yeah. Oh God! Don't no. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. <laughs> brace yourself, HBS. <laughs> so then it switches to Livy's perspective during like the penetrative sex, and mm. this is really great because it you get a lot of like emotional stuff as well as super hot dirty sex too, and mm-hmm. it's just a really nice way to layer things together. Um, and then afterwards, he sort of flips. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets up takes off the condom goes straight into the bathroom like no word mm-hmm. like even more abrupt than it normally is and so right. she just calls a cab and leaves and texts him like mm-hmm. i got a ride by can't even and like oh no oh, man, no the, but she the says three bubbles yeah she
1: says i got a ride and then he There's like the typing bubbles, yeah. And her heart catches in her chest because she thinks he's gonna say something.
0: He's never texted her back.
1: Yeah, he's never. He just sort of shows up, and then the bubbles go away. I think we've all been there. Oh god! (laughs) And then she just types, and then they're not now. Mm
0: -hmm. And so she just. And then she just types
1: bye, Bye. and that bye haunts him
0: for weeks. It haunted me for pages. So, um, five days later, Nicholas is visiting his grandfather. They're talking about company shit. They're talking about, um, you know, there's, old there's stuff. There's a whole company
1: thing that's going on. There's a company crisis that's happening. Yeah, and it's not we, I don't care.
0: Um, and then he, his grandfather opens up. You find out more about the backstory here. And um, you also, like, he feels really... Guilty because he promised Sam that he'd take care of his family. Mm-hmm. And he has not done that. And so he asks um, Nicholas if he can set up a meeting with Livy. And then Eve is there and she catches him outside and she's like, listen, I did a stupid thing. I offered her money. I feel terrible. <laughs> I behaved badly. It was so like, I and want to apologize. Eve is right. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. he's horrified. And it's just the most. He and has so, to close um, his eyes and count to 40. 40? 40. <laughs> 40. Can you imagine standing there in that interminable silence? You thought our fight was 40 minutes. It
1: was four. (laughs) No, have I ever told you this? So I had a supervisor, (laughs) supervisor, my former boss's 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 boss. Like, this is pretty, there's a lot of bosses between me and this person who really subscribed to like the close your eyes and count to 10 if you're mad situation. I mean, he would Uh count out loud sometimes. Um, And I was with him when he got very mad about something that was not me, but was another situation. But I happened to be in the room delivering this news. And he literally closed his eyes and counted out loud to 100 while I stood there.
0: What? Yes. Oh my God. It was
1: one of the most awkward (laughs) times of my whole (laughs) life.
0: He... Count it out loud to one hundred. Out loud to one hundred. That's incredible. Yep. It was that feels less professional than just like cursing someone out. Uh, I don't know. In this situation, I-, I can't. I can't really fault him, but it did make a very made a very awkward time for everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Eva's like, we're not good at showing our emotions. We need to get better at that. Mm-hmm. I want you to express one feeling today, just one. And they like hug and it's gorgeous and mm-hmm. it's the best. So <sighs> So then he's like I promise to express one feeling today. One feeling. So he shows up at her tattoo parlor. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's back behind express the express a good feeling. Oh, he's going to express a uh, many of them. Mm-hmm. And um so he brings her yellow roses from his grocery store. This, of course, is like really kind of fucked because he always brought her yellow roses during their relationship. And they're also from the grocery store yeah. that she no longer owns. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this was kind of lame in several ways. The first one not, is... Not well thought out. You didn't have to buy these flowers. You yeah. own the company. You just took these from your own right. company on the way out. You didn't even like make a special trip to get these flowers so like not kind right. of an empty gesture b is kind of mean since it's something you used to do when you were together and you drum you dumped her hard in the forest hard. i thing think we've talked about
0: <laughs> oh yeah like,
1: in the forest he dumped her At in the their forest, special spot twilight style like don't oh, don't dump people in the forest and yeah. then um, also, like, they have the logo
0: on it of the, the yeah, old of logo the-
1: of their families joined and, like, it's the whole reason their her family's bankrupt. I found this gesture to be horrible. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, because she's desperate for his love, because she loves him so much. I was, I mean, I get, I get it. Yeah. I get I, Because she also, she also points out all the ways in which she's shitty, and then she goes, and yet, my fucking heart is just still here for it. <laughs> She's a little bitter and I I totally got yeah, it. Yeah, she puts
1: them in water and when he's mm-hmm. not looking, she like takes some petals and like sneaks them into her pocket so that she can... Yeah. Because like, she can't take them home because then they'll know she can, that she saw him yes. and her family does not approve of her seeing him. So she just takes them so she can feel them
0: later. So she can pet That's them adorable. in her pocket. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> so then they have some really, really blunt real talk. He's like, Uh she basically is like, were you hate fucking me all those years? And he's like, no, were you guilt fucking me all those years? And she was like, Mm -hmm. no, I did not ever think that I owed you my body. Like, look, gross. And then then he's he like checks in because he's never been that rough with a woman before or anybody before. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, I think I made it pretty clear that I really enjoyed myself. Yes. Yes. And then he goes, well, I was worried because you left and that's not, that's not our script. And she goes, yeah, it is. Uh We fuck. And then we leave without talking. And he's like, no, that's not our script. And she goes, oh, yeah, I initiate, Mm -hmm. you terminate. That's our usual script you leave and so he got freaked
1: out because she left and she's like oh isn't this interesting like you're freaking out because i walked out and that's the thing that you do every Mm -hmm. time we hook up in a motel so
0: he's like all right well i should go and she goes uh no she says you need to go and he's like Mm -hmm. it was so good he goes "I i don't want to and she's like, uh, I don't really know what that means. And he goes, I want to stay here with you. And she's like, and do what? It's his yeah, feeling. it's his one he's feeling. feeling. Yeah, he feels like he doesn't want to leave. He just wants to sit with her and talk with her about anything. Ah!
1: So and she's then, like, and they haven't really talked in the ten yeah. years. Like they don't say anything. They
0: just have other sex than like and then dirty talk. Goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. So she's like, all right, well, take off your shirt. And he's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, her inner <laughs> monologue is, "I have to see those pecs again." But then, because um, yeah, I like seeing yeah. you without a shirt on, she's like, That's "I got to give you why. a tattoo if we're going to talk," and it's so fucking cute. So he ends up with a, a topless mermaid this time. Um, mm-hmm. They, uh, she finds out that his grandfather was not part of the takeover at all. She finds out that he wants to talk to her. He's screening some mm-hmm. calls um, and. From his yeah. grandpa and his dad. And then um she like he apologizes for Eve and it's a whole thing. But then um she tra- finds out that Nicholas also tried to stop the takeover from happening. And then he looks at her with like this molten warm Ugh. look. The- and vulnerable. vulnerable.
1: Just this like just <sighs> this like puppy dog,
0: open, honest. Yeah, hasn't looked mm. at her like that in the decade and so she just pounces once again it's amazing she pounces he pulls her up onto her um, lap I bet you didn't notice this there is his lap thank you I bet you didn't notice this but there's a there's a a weird um content why don't you think I noticed it because I didn't notice how her brother died exactly (laughs) why
1: yeah all Um, right so what what was it
0: there's a, there's like a, what are those, um, the, for movies, there's like content control people or whatever, continuity control people. Mm-hmm. There's a continuity sure. issue in this scene. At first she's oh. wearing a skirt and he easily like grabs her ass with her thong. And then all of a sudden she's uh-huh. wearing pleather pants.
1: <gasps> That's yeah. true. I remember that because there's a whole thing about like the thong. Yeah. Because he's he, it's like he got an
0: easy handful uh-huh. of ass
1: because of that I forgot yeah good job I mean melody. it made me really good, job, good melody. job
0: melody good job melody <laughs> <laughs> best melody ever uh- <laughs> that's how I talk to my toddler everyone oh boy <laughs> okay <laughs> so regardless this scene is super hot and vulnerable and amazing she wants to go down on him he's like. I don't let people do that, and she's like, "Since when?" And his his inner monologue is like, "Since you," but then he's like, "A long time," Mm -hmm. and because he doesn't want to feel like he's out of control. Two in a row, man. What? Cletus, Cletus, and then this guy, like two in a row. Totally, totally.
1: Oh, I guess not two in a row cuz firelight was in between. That guy was probably fine with blowjobs on his weird white demon. Totally fine uh, with it. White yep. Like my Popsicle. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely clean it so yeah. this guy have the same hang yeah. up. Um
0: well and and especially for like when he's um going to her hotel, hotel room, he was like I was giving up so much control. I had no control over whether the of uh, whether I was going to show up and I also couldn't stop myself from leaving and going back to my awful like ridiculous life. So I I couldn't give up that as well. And so then she, first of all, there's so much like there's so much like hey can I try it like and if you don't like it then we can stop. Mm-hmm. And then she's yeah. like, "You know what? Why don't I give you some control back? Pull my hair and control the motions." Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. super hot BJ. For everybody, she starts Mm -hmm. touching herself during it. That like throws him over the the edge. He
1: starts thinking, like, so he's like really going hard on her face right now and pulling her hair pretty hard. And he's like, his inner monologue is like, oh, maybe this is like a little too rough for like a face right (laughs) now. And then he looks down and she's like totally Uh masturbating. And he's like, oh no, I guess she's good.
0: Okay, all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. good. So then, um, she gets out of her pants and gets up on him, reverse cowgirl, so that he can mm-hmm. reach around and finger her to completion. It's super hot, and
1: that's all on her too. He's not like no. get up here and let me do this. She's like, "Hey, by the way, yeah, now this is yeah." Going she's to like, happen. "Hey, do you want to yeah.
0: pay me back in like a real cool way?" And he does. <laughs> He's into it. Mm-hmm. So then they get um they're they're finished. His grandpa calls and like. He insists on inviting her home, or, I'm sorry, he insists on driving her home, and he feels like he's opened Pandora's box of his emotions.
1: Mm Ooh, it's so good. Okay. So he drives her home, and she doesn't want him to, like, go all the way Uh -uh. to the house, so, like, no one sees, so they're, like, a little further away, and they have like a really awkward goodbye where she literally waves uh-huh. at him, which is kind of funny. She says it's like the human equivalent of the emoji with the gritted Ugh, teeth. That's so good. Was their
0: goodbye, yeah. And um, so she then, shows up um, on the porch, and her twin brother Jackson is there, who she hasn't seen for a decade. Hmm. They have this really great talk. We find out that the her depression after Nicholas broke up with her was like so severe that Jackson was alternately holding her and hiding all of the sharp objects and pills in the house because she said that she mm-hmm. wanted to die. And the same thing happened when Paul
1: died. Yeah. Yeah. Like she lost her shit yeah. again when not, Paul not died. Not to the
0: point of, of um suicidal ideation, but of uh, close. She said it was never as bad as Mm -hmm. that first time, you know, because she wasn't seeing anybody then either. By the time Paul died, she was like in therapy and and figuring her adult life out. So then Jackson's whole point is you can't stay here. This place is bad for you. That fucker is bad for you. You you shouldn't be like Mm -hmm. this. And she goes to bed. Right? Yeah. Well, so she... They talk a little
1: bit about, like, how he hasn't been back. She wants him to come in and talk to her mom and aunt. And he's like, no, I'm not going in there. I don't have any interest in seeing them. I just want to see you. And she's like, where are you going? And he's like, New York. Like, he won't tell her, like, what his Mm -hmm. job is or what his deal is. And he's, like, a little bit shady about everything. Um, And then when she goes inside, she finds out that her mom was listening to the whole thing. And that she's, well, her mom and her aunt were listening to the whole thing. And her mom is very upset and just, like, goes to bed and turns on, like, a late night show and is, like, on full volume and is really upset. And she, like, brings her some charcoals and some watercolors to, like, cheer her up because she used to be an artist. And she's just, like, she's very cold and it's very upsetting.
0: But, yeah, so that's how that one that night ends. So then yeah, she texts Nick and says that she will meet John and they set up a time for the next day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So oh then, God, uh, I fucking love Jackson. He breaks into Nick's house and sleeps right. on the couch. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Cause why not?
1: He breaks into Nick's house using because he guesses the security code immediately uh-huh. and it's Livy's birthday. Yeah. So good job, Nick. No security system whatsoever. Right, great. And uh, yeah, sleeps on the couch, and then Nick comes down to like get something out of the kitchen, and he to get hears ready for work. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, and he hears Jackson eating cornflakes <laughs> behind him, like chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> and so he like grabs a-, a knife and spins around, and he's like, hey, "I'm just eating cornflakes. I slept here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what? What an idiot!" Yeah. So and so um,
0: he tells I don't know. He tells Nick to stay away from Livy because he's really worried. He like he mm-hmm. he brothers out in. In all, the, in all the ways. And um, we learn that Nick's dad, Nicholas's dad, blackmailed him to break up with Livvy. And right. Jackson, this is when Nicholas finds out that he, she was super suicidal after their breakup. And, like, he didn't know any of that nonsense.
1: Yeah, he feels really bad because she held it together in the forest where he dumped her. <laughs> At their um, special
0: place. Ooh. Their special
1: forest place. Yeah. But then apparently lost her shit when she got home, so.
0: Okay. All right, so so now we're at the Livy and John meeting. Yeah. So she shows up early for the meeting because she's really, really nervous. And Mm -hmm. she sees Nicholas in the parking lot with this tall, busty blonde. And he kisses her on the Mm -hmm. cheek. And Livy immediately, like, freaks out because she's like, We've done a lot of touching and kissing and whatever, but he used to kiss me like that on the cheek when we were together, and it feels, like, mm-hmm. more intimate than anything else. Yeah. And, and it's, like, no big. She's just, like, a lady. Yeah, She's his cousin. It's, like, yeah, um,
1: it's She's just, like, a person in the world. Yeah. So... Not a relationship. She,
0: like, goes and hides in her old family cafe thinking that he would never follow her in there. He does because he's not he's just like, oh, my God, Livy saw me. She's going to misinterpret this. I have to tell her. And I love this about him because there was no like posturing. He was just like, hey, that was my cousin. She's like, I don't care. She postures all over the place. Yeah. She's like, I don't care. Not my business. And he's like, no, it is your business. It's okay. That was just a cousin, you know, and he's like, I would want to know if I saw you kissing someone. So, yes, it is your business. It's so sweet.
1: Then they talk about her car, which Melody, I don't know if this <gasps> spoke to you, it but it is named, she named it, yep, Ruthie. Ruthie, that's why right. not. And she says she named it a girl name because no man could handle her ass for the last however many I years. Also so I also really kind of liked
0: the clever justification. I feel mm-hmm. like every car name needs to come with a clever justification. All right, right. So then Livy meets with John, and it is the sweetest thing ever. I want a John. Why don't I have a John? I want one. Give me one right now. He's just like, warm. they immediately hug. She is so relieved to have like family again. Cause that's the, that's like the real reason, the real reason she wouldn't even admit to herself. She's back, not really to help her mom with her hip. She's back because she needs, A network. She needs support. She needs a family again. And like her grandfather. Yeah, she's just been floating. Yeah. And so having her grandfather immediately accept her back, even though she's in like a ridiculous crop top outfit, like. Well, I don't know. It's like, it's not her grandfather, though. It's her grandfather's best friend
1: who's kind her, of adopted yeah, her, her as his yes. grandchild. It's so nice. It's so sweet. But what we find out in this conversation is that John, who is Nick's grandfather, knows uh-huh. about the meetings they've been having on her birthday every year because he's he has been like can figure out every year on his birthday or on her birthday, he takes like a one-day <laughs> trip somewhere. And he's like, ooh. Uh-huh. They're and he's up been, every like, covering for
0: him when he gets sloppy. It's so cute. Um, mm-hmm. but
1: And um, he says that he had his housekeeper make Nick's favorite dessert, lemon squares. And Livy takes and- a bite and
0: says, that's not his favorite dessert.
1: Oh! Mm, that comes back <laughs> it does. later.
0: It yeah. does. Okay, so Nick takes Livy to their spot in the well.
1: So they have to drive past the woods where they hung They're, out
0: because it's, it's between their, get- their two old houses he texts her coordinates she knows the coordinates by heart because they used to they used to tell it to each other to meet up mm-hmm. it's the spot halfway between their house by this old tree mm-hmm. um and so they without saying a word she just starts walking toward that clearing and uh he says that he's always waiting like 364 days for her to draw him a map to her. That's so good.
1: And she says she was waiting to Mm. all 364 days. It's so wonderful.
0: And they find the tree where Nico carved, Nicholas carved Nico plus Livy equals forever. (laughs) And he finally, finally opens up about everything and he's like, I didn't break up with you because I wanted to. I broke up with you because My father threatened to disinherit my then 13-year-old sister if I didn't break up with you and I didn't see a way out of that. And Mm -hmm. so they have this whole, whole gut-wrenching, excellent conversation. It finally turns into them like... Full on having more forest sex. They used to have sex there all the time. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like one
1: of—I don't remember who—but they start they start smooching, and then one of them is like, "I want you here in the forest."
0: Yeah, Nicholas. Where is
1: our forest place? So uh-huh. Nick's like, "Yeah," and then um, he's like, he's like above her. They're about to have sex. There's no condom. No she's condoms. like, she's cool with it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. They're about to have sex, and he's, like, paused, and she thinks he's doing, like, a tease, like, he's, um, like, purposefully kind of, like, teasing her and, like, pausing there, but really in his head, he, like, he just realized that he never had to dump her in the first place, and he could (sighs) have taken care of Eve, and he could have figured it out, like he could have just said screw you to his dad yeah. and they could have figured it out. Like it didn't have to be this way. It was just awful. And then they had sex. Um, and then oh, during sex, no, he, right, oh, after, right after, right after he, he says, I can, I can give you everything. Uh uh-huh. And she gets real pissed.
0: She flips. Because, yeah, yeah. Cause it's like, cause she can't, she's already having a hard time guarding her feelings. And then mm-hmm. he comes out with this shit. Like, yeah, she's not going to be the same afterwards. Right. Um, and so she gets up and like makes him drive her home. Doesn't talk to him on the way home. He can't figure out what the fuck he said wrong this time because he is in uh-huh. it now. He's like, we are going to be together. I love mm-hmm. her. I'm, I'm going to woo her again. I'm getting her back. This is the plan. This new plan, everybody. Like, uh-huh. well, because they've already had the talk that like that as much as he hates himself for wanting her, she knows that what they've been doing has not been healthy and she right. needs to get into some healthy patterns partially because of her mental health and so mm-hmm. yeah so they already have this conversation she goes into her room and part of her coping mechanism is to draw boxes around each of her tattoos and do the mantra i deserve compassion and mm-hmm. or you deserve There's compassion. a lot of other
1: stuff that she
0: deserves and yes. wants and is and it's very
1: beautiful it really is
0: and then and when she finally calms down he throws a rock at the window. No, he texts her and he's like, I would throw Mm -hmm. a rock at a window, but I don't really know which one is yours. And also I don't want to break anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: And so he's kind of like, they have a phone conversation Mm -hmm. while she's standing at the window, looking at him below. And they kind of decide that while their patterns have not been healthy over the last 10 years, a healthy thing for both of them has been kind of talking to each other and spending time around each other to get, closure and to talk out their feelings and not yeah. just kind of bottle it up so um they decide that they're going to kind of hang out and do more talking and she's like but we can't talk without having sex and he's like okay then we'll also have sex but we'll do the talking
0: right right he's like sex was never the problem like that's not the unhealthy part of this right it's all the rest of the bullshit that came along with it and so then he, after they right, decide the he's like yes um, oh, uh-huh. it's the silence. He's like, uh. take off your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, so she's standing there though. and he's like, so you want to, <laughs> you want to unbutton that shirt you got going on there? She's like, "Nico." Uh-huh. <laughs> so she unbuttons it and then she decides to go outside.
1: Oh uh-huh. yeah. And then he finger bangs her against oh my the god! House. Wait,
0: no, I'm sorry. We have to talk about what? the way that he finger bangs her because it is. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't. oh yeah it i'm is. sorry yes we it do. is i <laughs> forgot mm-hmm. so he's got uh-huh. her up against the trellis and he's like you smell so good and she's like it's the flowers like and he's vanilla, like no it's gross. your vanilla-ness <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> whatever it works for him i'm cool with it yeah Fine. so um <laughs> he has her up against the wall and he's like all right spread yourself for me so mm-hmm. guys <sighs> She takes, <laughs> she takes two fingers and spreads her, uh, her vulva lips out. And then he takes three fingers and taps her clitoris. And she's like, mm-hmm. whoa. And he's like, do you like that kind of spanking too? And she's like, yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. And everybody was there for it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so she comes against the wall. And oh, because... His whole thing was like, I came in the woods and you didn't. Like, I need to take mm-hmm. care of you. This needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. I've never seen a clit spanking in a romance novel. And I was all about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good stuff. I can't believe I forgot to put that in my right? notes.
1: I definitely wanted to talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So...
0: And then right. she gets a, Nick, a text from Nick that's like, hey, meet me at this hotel bar at 11 p.m., wear something nice. Dress up. So she does. She
1: doesn't wear it for long. They meet at the hotel bar. They act like they don't know each other. And it's like, oh, what's your name, Nicholas? I I like calling you Nico. Yeah,
0: one thing I really liked about this is that they played strangers and yet were still themselves. Most of the Mm -hmm. time when people play strangers, they like make up fanciful backstories. And I think this is so much hotter, you know? Yeah, I agree. And he's like, oh, Olivia, I think I'd rather call you Livy. Mm-hmm. And then they go
1: upstairs and he's like, oh, my gosh. Well, since we've never met, like, I don't know yeah. what things you, you like. You need to tell me um, can all I, the things you want. Yeah. Can I do this to you? Can I do
0: that to you? It's very good. It is some sexy um, motherfucking consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I, I wasn't super about this outfit she was wearing, but she was wearing like a fancy dress, yeah. I guess. Yeah. She was wearing like it a pinup like, dress. Like a 50s pinup yeah. dress, but with wedges, which I didn't understand, but whatever. Like I, I imagine what, them more you know? as like peep-toe espadrilles, but... Okay. Yeah. All right. I was imagining like a strappy wedge, and I just didn't understand <laughs> why like a corked strappy wedge was with that dress. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. so um, fashion, times with Aaron. With fashion times with Erin.
0: Fashion times with Erin. So oh my he God. ties her up
1: with his tie. And
0: she is... All about it.
1: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And they talk about how every time they met, when they met in the hotel room, like, he would immediately go down on her. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, why is that? Like, why can't I, like, you know, go down on you for – like, why did you always, like, jump to that? And he's like – he wanted to say thank you every time. Yeah, because oh. a he loves
0: it, but then b mm-hmm. he was so grateful that she got in touch with him that he wanted to show her all the ways he was grateful. Oh, uh-huh. just it's the good.
1: most. Um. So then they're done, and he sees all, all her tattoos.
0: He starts asking her um, about and them, and she can't. She's not going to tell him.
1: Yeah, but she kind of figures out that she got each one of her tattoos time wise like right after they hooked up in all the cities where they hooked up yeah. and he starts being like okay did you get these tattoos because of me and she gets defensive and um, he tells her that he knows that she was suicidal after they broke up and she goes off in a frenzy where she's just like Oh, so that's why you've been that's why you brought me roses and that's why right. you want to talk about our feelings and that's why you're so Mr. Nice now and you wanna like come to my window and throw pebbles and make sure I'm okay and stuff. Yeah. So this has all been pity sex
0: uh-huh. and that's
1: bullshit and I'm out and don't ever text me again and we're done.
0: So that and was pretty devastating And meanwhile, well because she's like, "All right, if it wasn't pity sex, what the fuck was it?" And his his mind is like, "Because I love you, he cannot make the words out loud. Doesn't say a fucking word." And so she's like, "We're done. I'm out. Never text me again." Um and and meanwhile, he's like, "I'm so fucking stupid. Like, I cuz I uh-huh. cuz I love her. Why couldn't I just say it?" Um mm-hmm. so she comes home sad and her aunt comforts her, Aunt Miley. Um it's Really sweet. And she like bolsters her back up. She's like, you're not weak. You just, you know, love is not weak. It's okay. Um, it's really sweet. And then she tries to connect with her mom a bit over the watercolors. And her mom is like, I know you think I was weak for the way that I acted after your dad died. And Livy's like, no, I never... I never begrudged you the way that you responded to that.
1: Yeah. There's a difference between thinking she was weak for that and, and understanding it and that right. she's still hurt by it. She can yeah. still be hurt by her mom, not being there for her and closing off. Yeah. But understand why it happened.
0: Yeah. So her mom is like, I need you to stay away from Nick because I never want to see you hurt like that again. And yeah, Livvy, that breaks her heart because she's like, it's not what I want to hear from my mom, but it's also really Mm -hmm. nice that she cares. And then she's talking
1: to me finally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So big family fight is
1: about to happen because Nick is over down. Okay. So family dinner. We've got Nick. We've got Eve. We've got Brendan. We've got John. Everybody's at the table. And... Brendan's trying to talk to Nick about, like, okay, there's company stuff going on. I need you to handle this and that. And Nick's kind of, like, off in another world. And he's like, what's your deal? You're spacing out. And Nick's like, yeah, sorry, I've been spacing out. And he's like, yeah, you're spacing out a lot lately. You need to get with the program of Mm -hmm. grocery stores. And Nick is like... Yeah, well, you know why I'm spacing out? I'm thinking about Livy. That's right, Olivia <laughs> Kane, who I have sex with, and I'm in love with, and I still see her, and in your face, dad, and his dad in gets, like, your crazy face, mad. You dick. Yeah, his <laughs> dad, dad gets, like, gets really crazy mad. mad and he's like, you can't see her. I told you I forbade you to see her. And, like, John, mm-hmm. the grandfather, is like, you what? You forbade him to see her? Like, I'm yeah. totally into this relationship. This should happen. And this brings it, our families together.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then mm-hmm. it comes out that he was going to disinherit Eve, and Eve mm-hmm. is like, no, yeah, that totally checks out. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that tracks for you. Yeah. And John is just furious, and he's like, if you oh, ever man. try to disinherit either of those kids, I will murderate you." Yeah, And, yeah, so this goes down, and basically Nick is like, oh, wait, I just had a great idea that I completely never thought of before in my whole life. I quit. Yeah. I don't want your stupid company. I don't want any of this. So dis- yeah,
0: um he's like I quit. Can't can't do this anymore and uh good luck running your fucking empire without me being diplomatic and cleaning up your messes cuz you two hate each other. And so then his grandfather is like, "Okay, what would it take to keep you though?" And uh, mm-hmm. Nick's like, "Uh well, here are all the things, and bye. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want, if you can agree to these terms, then excellent. If not, I'm still quitting.
1: And one of my favorite things is this whole fight where he's telling off his daddy has a cookie in his hand. Oh yeah, and he's gesturing with his cookie, and he keeps looking at it like, "Man, I really want to eat that cookie." And then he's like, "No, I'll eat it on the way to Livy's house because that's where I'm going after this." So cute. Which was, yeah, that was the that was the funniest part of the.
0: Yeah, because he's just like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself the things that make me happy, including but not limited Mm -hmm. to cookies. This cookie." (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Tani and Miley catch Nick because he goes to her house and he's trying to climb up her trellis to her window mm-hmm. and they're like listen doofus she's not here <laughs> like <laughs> you're going to kill yourself and you're not even going to get to her because she's not here mm-hmm. um, but they have this whole talk and it's actually really a nice, nice. conversation yeah because um, they haven't spoken she in says, years. I'm
1: catching you now I caught you 10 years yeah. ago I caught you 12 years ago I knew you guys were like doing it upstairs in her bedroom yeah. like Nothing gets past me. huh It was good. Um, and so she says, hey, I don't know where she is, but her brother Jackson is in town. She's probably with him. So he goes over to Jackson's place and comes in and he's like, I need to talk to you. And Jackson just punches him square in the face. Square in the face. Because he told him. Yeah. He said. You hurt her. If you don't stay away from my I sister. I hurt you. I'm going to hurt yeah. you.
0: And then he did. That's right. Punched him in the face. Um, but, but then, then he, he does he, the he, yeah, he does the good thing and he leaves yeah. so they can talk. And mm-hmm. Nick pours his whole heart out and he's like, I mm-hmm. want this for real. I want you and I want us and I want to know all about your tattoos. And it is um. the sweetest. And so she tells him about a bunch of them. Um, and she has, she has one that is like this gorgeous poem. She has a heart mm-hmm. in parentheses that makes me really happy because, um, it's from the poem I'll carry your heart, I'll carry your heart in my heart. Ugh, mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, but she she's she can't do it cuz she's like you don't know everything about me. I've hidden a lot from you. I get this like I'm really depressed sometimes and I know that you're you're not you're going to choose your family at some point. Like you might choose me right mm-hmm. now, but I don't trust you to choose me in the long run, especially when things get tough. Right? And and she I
1: mean, he chose his family before, yeah. so she, and she has no reason to think he won't again. It's not like he's got distance from them or anything. If anything, he's more entwined because he's the head of this company yeah. now.
0: And so he respects her witches, and he leaves the room when she asks. But.
1: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so she cries herself to sleep. Mm-hmm. She wakes up to her mom and her aunt waking her up and Sadia. Sadia's on the phone, yeah. Waking her up being like, Okay, you gotta you gotta get out here because the Chandler's grocery store is covered in this huge sign that says Nico plus Libby equals forever. Woo! And so they drive down there and Eve is outside in a pantsuit looking sharp looking and she's got an envelope for Libby mm-hmm. and she hands it to her. Livy goes inside and she sees on the dessert area of the grocery store there's a cannoli. And it says something. What is it? It says say? Olivia's, something, cannoli. Something? Yeah, Olivia's cannoli. Yeah, cannoli. Because it's his
0: favorite um, dessert, and she's always known that. And uh-huh. it's the best. Yeah. So they give her
1: a box of cannolis. She opens up the, the envelope. It's got the coordinates of the special spot in the woods mm-hmm. where he fucked her and he dumped That's her. That's right. And it says, because their deal was... One night, no one has to know. For the last ten years, it says, "Livy, all of your nights, and everyone can know." <sighs> ah, we all swooned at his big romantic gesture. I just got chills. And then she goes out there in the forest. clips to his. It switches to his point uh-huh. of view. And another pretty funny moment. Yeah, he has been waiting out in the woods all day long in his underpants. <laughs> his underwear. <laughs> I don't know why he needs like to be fall. in his underpants. Well, because if like they're gonna fall, talk, it's in New York State. Yeah,
0: if it's fall, it's I not mean, a good idea. If they're gonna talk, he needs to get a tattoo. And so he's like, "I just wanted to make sure I was ready for you." And I think there's a little piece of him that also knew it would smooth the way if she could see his hot bod, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Um, So
1: yeah, they have have a talk talk. about how they're in love, and she draws a tattoo on his back, and it's a compass that matches the compass tattoo on her back, Mm -hmm. and the true north on the compass is the coordinates of the place. The place in the woods! And that's the tattoo that she has, and of course, N is on the top for north, but he asks if his can be changed to an
0: L. Oh, Uh Libby
1: because she's his true north
0: it is so good it just spoke to all my things yeah because that's also how michael ended his vows Mm-hmm. telling me i was his true north
1: it <laughs> was very sweet it was a good little scene
0: ah <sighs> it was so good oh man so wow guys mm-hmm <laughs> I, it's been a roller coaster ride. This book was exactly what I needed this week. Um, yeah. Okay, Erin, do you have a lady love? Mm-hmm. Tell me.
1: I don't remember what my lady love was, but right now it is um, sleep. If you get <laughs> one hour of sleep, your whole equilibrium of your life is terrible and you feel like you can't talk right it's true. through a podcast. So it's a good idea to get more sleep, um, even if you have to read the last 200 pages of a book.
0: Uh-oh. The end. Get more sleep everybody. Yeah. I mean, I support that. I I did not get enough sleep. I couldn't
1: sleep even say words this last hour. Like I can't make words happen because like I feel like my face is too tired. It's hilarious to do though it.
0: because you have you've really come out with an an excellent one half of a podcast. So, Ugh, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. All right. What's
1: your lady love?
0: Okay. My lady love. Um after I read this book, I remembered a poem that a counselor in college gave to me um she was like probably she's one of the best counselors i've ever seen and we had a really great relationship um but i'm just gonna read this poem because i needed to hear it and (laughs) i think there might be people out there who also need to hear it um it's called wild geese by mary oliver you do not have to be good You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you, like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over again, announcing your place in the family of things.
1: Aww. That's a very sweet poem.
0: So remember that, everybody. You have a place in this world. And thank you for letting us be a part of it.
1: Aww. um. so yeah <laughs> you can find us
0: <laughs> on all the social medias uh,
1: um, yeah uh, heaving bosoms on Instagram heaving bosoms podcast and Facebook the heaving bosoms podcast <laughs> geriatric friendship cult is our Facebook group heaving <laughs> underscore bosoms on Twitter heaving bosoms podcast at gmail.com if you guys
0: ask us for another <laughs> platform, we won't be doing it. Yes. There's too much. It's too many things. Yes. So, uh, yeah, find us, chat with us. Um, I've been really overwhelmed lately, so I've been terrible about responding to emails. But I love everyone that we get, and I am, I am slowly responding. And I love you guys. It has. It is not a reflection on you. <laughs> it is completely a reflection of me. <laughs> okay. So, keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love clit spanking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm blushing just saying that. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) Erin. Bye, (laughs) Mel. then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lylas! Okay, back to the show.